welcome to episode five of the Book Lover Banter. Uh, I was lucky enough a few weeks ago to interview well-known New Zealand author Eileen Merriman. She lives close to our little bookshop in Milford and she is an award-winning novelist, short story and flash fiction writer. Several of her young adult novels have been finalists in the New Zealand Children's and Young Adult Book Awards and Storylines Notable Books. Her first adult novel, Moonlight Sonata, was released in 2019 and shortlisted for the Jan Medlicott Acorn Prize for Fiction. Her fourth YA novel, A Trio of Sophies, was a finalist in the Marsh Crime Awards and uh, three of her young adult novels have been optioned for TV or film, which is exciting. Her latest novel was a YA called Catch a Falling Star, which is a prequel to Catch Me When You Fall and was released uh, earlier this year. Uh, I'm thrilled Eileen has sat down to talk with me. We had a lot to discuss. We had a great chat, and I hope you'll uh, get a lot from this conversation. Eileen, thank you for coming. Hi. Can you tell us about um, how you came to become a writer and in particular how you came to write your first novel, what inspired you to write it and uh, why you chose to write a YA? Yeah, okay. So I think I was pretty much always writing from when I learned how to write stories, probably from when I was eight. So so I was always at home writing stories and there were exercise books lying all, all around the house and um and I wrote all throughout high school as well but um you know you get caught up in your studies as well um but I did write like a, it's probably a novella in my last year of high school and I finished it over the summer before I went to uni and I sent yeah. it off to Penguin actually oh, and that was wow. my first rejection letter yeah yeah and then I stopped writing until I was probably about 34 35 because okay. I was I did two degrees including medicine and two degrees yeah I did a degree before medicine oh um, my gosh yeah a lab degree and then I did medicine and okay. then I specialized and then so I, I was just always studying at night and busy and yeah having my first child and all that and then when I came to North Shore Hospital as a consultant at towards the end of the year I was like try writing again just because I was feeling a bit bored and like I needed something to do and I didn't think it was going to come to much necessarily but I was just like oh, I'll give it a go and then I just was like why did I stop doing that I love it so oh, much you know yeah. yeah so then I did write about probably three or four novels that didn't get published um over the next few years and I went to a writing course and okay and I had um, a couple of manuscript assessments through NBSA New Zealand Society of Authors yeah and out of interest yeah. what genre were those and they were more like um adult and people kind of in their 20s you know okay. like early 20s and stuff um and then I I wrote um a short story about two teenagers and that got published in the Sunday Star Times because it came third in their competition that year oh, well and done. then and my niece read it she was 11 and she was like I would love that if there were a novel I would want to read that novel mm-hmm. and I was like oh yeah maybe maybe I could so I just turned it into a novel yeah and I got a mentorship through NZSA again which was Paula Morris and so oh wow yeah and so she was just like oh you need to make it shorter and you know just gave me some pointers yeah. and then um and that took place over about nine months or so and then yeah I sent it to an agent and she went I love it and then she sent it to four publishing houses and Penguin picked it up so it makes it sound like it was all really easy but it wasn't there's lots of rejection letters <laughs> in there of these other books I've written and okay. I can tell it's getting closer each time because the yeah. comments got better and okay. um but I just 
I just found I had this voice for young adult and when mm-hmm. I wrote it just just came out so naturally, you know, yeah. that I could seem to remember what it was like to be 15 and so unsure of yourself and, mm-hmm. um, you know, liking guys and not sure if they like you back and yeah. just all the first yeah. times and things, yeah. And just as an aside, do you, do you find with other authors that you meet that often is that science and English background? It's not uncommon, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I think... Um, because in medicine there is quite a lot of art in there, you know. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a and you, you do have to um, describe patients. You, you kind of tell narratives about people all the time without even realising it. And we we get taught to tell a narrative about a patient. Oh, what's their wow. presenting complaint? What's their past history? You're embedding their social circumstances in there and things as well, like because okay. you're trying to see them as a whole person and how their illness affects them and how their environment can affect the illness and things. So I think it's not that unnatural mm. for us to then go across to say, well, I might tell some stories. And it may not be about medicine at all, but we get used to telling stories. Telling, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think there is a little it's fascinating. Yeah. 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 Um, now, I did a little bit of research into young adult novels, yeah. and I noticed that um, they really didn't exist before the 1960s. Yeah. Uh, and then it was around about the time of the publication of The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton mm. that it kind of sprang into being. Mm. Before then, it was just children's books and adult books. That's right. Yeah. In between. yeah. How do you feel about the young adult genre? I like that there is a young adult genre because I think um, I remember when I was young and I was, because it wasn't as big even when I was younger, and, and I was in the kids section of the library at Tower down in Wellington, and I'd sort of read all the stuff I wanted to read in that section, partly because, yeah, and so my mum said to the librarian when I was 12, can I then pick books out of the adult section, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was probably quite a lot of crossover in there. Um, so, yeah. so I guess it's, in many ways, it's quite cool that they can go, young adults can go to their section and go, yep, that's my section. But in other ways, you think, does that limit them a little mm. bit? Like, because there's lots of books in the adult section that will be entirely appropriate for them. But there's also books in the young adult section that lots of adults quite like. Or well, what's like, like yeah. if they knew about them? And um, I've noticed yeah. there's, yeah. I find I struggle with the in the bookshop because the young young adult books are a group with children's books. But yeah, but they're not. I sometimes wish. Yeah, books. exactly. You know, like they're, they're for teenagers. Well, I agree. Really, you know, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But lots, lots of adults do. do. Yeah, but yeah. you wonder if you're limiting it because exactly. And I think sometimes then it doesn't get pushed to the right market, and sometimes mm. I feel like it limits your market when it doesn't need to. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, and, and I've written, definitely, at least one of my books, The Trio of Sophies, I didn't really know if they were going to place that as adult or young adult. And it was around the time that Call Me Eve by J.P. Pumari came out. And again, I read his book and went, that could so be young adult as well. But he said to them, I want it to be adult. Okay. And I felt like that my book could have been the same, you know. And, right. But but it was put in young adult, which is fine, because lots of young adults like it, but lots of adults like it too, mm, because it's one of those yeah. crossover novels. You know? Yeah, I agree. I read yeah. it. So, so there is yeah. a bit of, sometimes it's a little bit annoying. <laughs> and, and out of interest, who made that decision for a tree? My publisher decided okay. that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I said, yeah. oh, we'll leave it to you. You know, okay. you like it. You know. Yeah. But then sometimes in retrospect, you think, maybe I should have pushed for that to be an adult novel. Yeah. But part of it's because I was already known as a young adult novelist, I guess. Um, and then sometimes that, in some ways, almost limits you a bit because people might read your book and think, well, it's definitely going to be young adult tone. But then right. you think, well, if an adult, someone who's traditionally an adult writer wrote a book like this, you wouldn't necessarily say that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So sometimes people people like to categorize things, but sometimes it's a pain. It limits it. It limits you yeah. and it limits the audience. Yeah. 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 And you also write 
adult books, what yep. was the process there? Did you just decide you wanted to write a book for adults or you just Well, I, I started off writing adult books anyway, okay. so it wasn't really that much of a change to then. So, so I wrote a few young adult books in a row and then I was like, well, actually I'm a little bit, um, feel like a change because I always like to change things around in my writing and do something different. And I thought, oh, it's probably time to write an adult book again now. And then it was quite good because I had all these skills I'd acquired through the young adult and I mm-hmm. developed as a writer and, and so I could approach it from a much more mature writer's angle than I had been earlier, you know, yeah. in terms of my plot development and mm-hmm. characters and things like that. So um, so then I wrote Moonlight Sonata and um, I sent it to my publisher and she was like, I love it, you know, yeah. and, and I'm really proud of that novel because it was longlisted for the Acorn Fiction Award at the New Zealand Book Awards. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. probably yeah, that's the, cool. the best I can ask for, really. <laughs> you know, well, you know, you've got to start small. <laughs> so, and yeah. I mean, never do better than that again. But I was like, hey, someone recognised my adult book oh, that it was. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think there is any differences in in terms of? I mean, there are, but yeah. what do you think the main differences are in terms of writing for young cool. adults versus writing for an adult? adult I think it's definitely nowadays it definitely pacing um so oh. you you can write a fast-paced adult novel for sure but if you write a slow-paced young adult novel they're probably just going to put it down right so so i think definitely the pacing needs to be kept up most of my adult novels have quite a bit of pace anyway but you, you have a bit more room to meander a little bit more sometimes okay. um and maybe stand back a more bit more and be more descriptive in things if, if mm-hmm. you like to so i often write in the third person for my adults and first person for the young adult okay. um just, yeah, so so I guess that, that's the differences for me, but I, it, it's mm. not a hard and fast rule. I feel like I make my chapters a little bit shorter for the young adults too. They don't want really mm. long chapters. Mm. But then I found lately that actually that's becoming a trend for adult books. Yeah, I've kind of But that's just, so, so things just change through time, don't they? Because if you pick yeah. up something like Dickens or something now, there's just like whole big long, mm. you know, mm. about meandering. Yeah, yeah and even, even when I was reading The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe to my daughter recently, um, she's nine and she reads really well, but we still read books together. And I was like, wow, it's taking a long time to build up and walk into that wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? yeah. you forget, don't you? Yeah. 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 So, so far your novels have um, a medical background or in the case of your young adult novels, dystopian, which yeah. I love. Yeah. I can understand that being a haematologist that you've got that medical yeah. experience. But where does your interest in dystopian fiction come from? I've always liked reading dystopian fiction. Like so I read I read across lots of genres. Um, but even when I was younger, probably John Wyndham was one of the first dystopian, you know, like Day of the Triffids and the Chrysalids, where they had people who were mutants and if they found they were mutants, they would have been taken away and something horrible would have happened to them. So this girl's hiding their extra Taiwanese foot and you know, <laughs> and they're in this dystopian world and I just just loved their imagination with that. So um and when I start so once again I was like, Oh, I feel like doing something different and I um started writing Violet Black with a mutated measles virus at time in mind, which was a whole year pre-COVID, actually. I was going to ask that, yeah, actually. Yeah, but there had been a measles epidemic the year before I started writing that. So I started writing okay. that in 2019. And I just thought, oh, what if what if it um, changed, you know, their brains and what if they could start doing things they couldn't do before and extended it to telepathy and telekinesis and mm. all that kind of thing and it just took it further and further. But the whole time trying to make it seem scientific, like it was almost could be plausible, like you just needed that next leap. And that's what I love about dystopian and fantasy. It's kind of or science fiction as well, that you can 
make people believe that this really could happen. Yeah, you know? I think you did that really well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and I still pick up books like that, like, mm-hmm. you know, things like Never Let Me Go, like, you know, Ishiguro's one or um, or even just complete fantasy. Mm-hmm. Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, that's not dystopian so much as probably a fantasy parallel world. Yeah. But I just, especially during COVID, actually, when, you know, the whole world was just yuck and I'd be like, I need to escape. And so I remember picking up a Sarah J. Mass novel. It was one for adults, actually, not so much for teenage ones. And going, yeah, this is great. Yeah, this, you know, they're great. And that. I think people like that escapism too. Yeah. Okay, you've got uh, two children. You're a yeah. hematologist. You're a successful author, and I know you go on tours and you give workshops. When do you find time to write? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I think we were talking about this before. Um, so probably I find less time to write than I used to. I used to have a lot more energy probably, um, but I do. I've, we had our dinner quite early at home, so, you know, one of our kids is only nine, and so, and so often we've eaten by 5.30, um, but that's quite good. So about 6 o'clock I'm sitting in the armchair and the others might be watching the chase or the news or something and I will just be writing okay. and I might write for half an hour or an hour or something like that. So you're in the room with them but you yeah, just yeah, switch yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, I just switch off. Wow. Like we grew up, I grew up in a small house and mm-hmm. you only heated one room in the house so I was studying in the lounge next to the fire with the whole family in the lounge as well, usually. <laughs> so I just yeah. used to switching people out. If I'm doing heavy editing, I do need to get some quiet. But if I'm just creating and just, mm-hmm. you know, then it's fine. I can do wow. that. Um, it used to, probably when I wrote my earlier novels, I'd spend more like two hours writing, but I spend less time than that now. Mm-hmm. I watch a bit more TV. Um, and in the weekend, usually after lunch, I make some okay. time to sit down for an hour or so. Um, plane trips, I love long plane trips because I can just write as much as I want and no one wants anything from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and hours go by and I can really immerse myself in mm. lots of stuff then. Um, I do now take, I, I only work half a day on Tuesdays, but that's now got filled up with Taekwondo and stuff. So next year I'm going to take all of Tuesday off. <laughs> so at least in the morning I can have that. Yeah. 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 And I used to, I don't do it so much now. No, I don't really do it now. But I used to even um, write on my phone, like if I oh, was wow. like, yeah. away on holiday and there was a spare half hour somewhere and um, I was sitting by the pool and I wrote quite a lot of one of my novels by a pool on my phone, which converted on docs to go to my computer. So then I could just edit it later. Okay. So we're sitting by the pool for hours. The kids were playing yeah. and I was just writing. So it's a snow on my phone. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. And what if that kid's like just ask you a question or come running over? Yeah, and they can, do that all the time. But like you somehow can go back into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'm less able to do that now than I used to be. But I was just so like, yeah. Wow. That's a real skill. Yeah. Yeah. And do you plan out your stories? Not Heaps. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I play I do it as I go usually because I find if I try to think of the whole plot, I just get really inhibited and then I think I'm never gonna write this, it's gonna be really dumb. But so yeah. And but if I start with another of an idea and then I'm like, okay, just go with it and see how it goes, and then it just starts building back on itself and it starts developing and okay. Um some I'd plot more than others. Sometimes you just kinda of have to, like a trio of Sophies, which was a thriller, I kinda of need it was a backwards novel, so I needed mm. to know what happened on day zero, which was when this incident happened. But I didn't know how I was going to get there. Okay. And I didn't know what happened afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. um, so I think yeah. everyone writes differently. But I was in a writer's panel recently at the Book Awards and Kate Goldie 
um, said that she doesn't plot either. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, no, I just have to just go. Just go. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean you end up? writing things and then deciding not to use it or yeah sometimes to... but I tend to it, it just builds as it goes usually okay. I'm editing each chapter and I oh, you don't okay. necessarily do a huge amount of rewriting but the actual getting it down is really hard for my brain and so I'm just thinking so much and then it, once I've actually got it down it's usually done its thing and it's usually okay but not always yeah. some, some books I do have to rewrite quite a lot okay like so the one I'm writing at the moment I've got up to about what should be halfway through the book or two-thirds probably and I thought oh this has gone off in a direction I don't quite like so I've just started writing it again referring to my text but going it makes me pay more attention to it like if I'm copying it and then go nah this needs to change that needs to change okay. yeah so that's what I'm doing with that one but a, a lot of it's not going to change but I just know there's certain bits if I just kind of paste it into a new one I won't change it properly right so, so you're so typing it out again the purpose of typing it out is making me work through it okay and edit it more intensively than if I just tried to cut, cut and paste and alter the bits I didn't like it. Mm, that's a good it doesn't always too. work. Yeah. 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 Um, do you ever have to sort of make yourself sit down and write or you're always the opposite, you're always looking for time? Like, a bit of both really. Like, okay. yeah, so often I am looking for time, but then sometimes if I've made the time and I go to write and sometimes I just can't, I just, think, oh, I just can't do it. Okay. But then sometimes I think, oh, you actually don't have any other time except for now and then I'll go right just sit down and write stream of consciousness for half an hour and see what happens and that that will usually get rid of a writer's block because you're even if the first three sentences are kind of rubbish you will you start yeah, to think yeah okay yeah 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 so but sometimes it's just not happening I just go on oh, walk away yeah walk away <laughs> yeah and then just go do something else yeah yep and do you do quite a lot of editing it seems like not so much once um, because you're editing as you go yeah I'm usually editing as I go but it depends on the book like some I edit quite a lot and some just seem a lot more clean and don't need quite so much editing yeah I really like editing because I, I love the hardest bit for me is getting that whole book out mm -hmm. um so and once it's all there I've got a framework to work with oh, that's so good editing yeah. is so much easier yeah. after yeah. that yeah, it's yeah trying to get those ideas out and trying to get the structure and things that's the hard bit and with, I was thinking, like, with the Indigo Moon series, yeah. did you do a bit of, you must have had to have done a bit of research, or uh, did you know it all? <laughs> did you know all that medical stuff? The medical stuff. So Indigo Moon, well, I guess that a lot of that was made up, but yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I still research medical and science things and try and make things seem plausible. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I was looking into things like um, how people age and telomeres on ends of chromosomes. And mm -hmm. some, some of that I already knew, and some of it I just had to remind myself. And, Okay. Yeah, but I always end up doing some research or yeah. has this been invented yet or, um, yeah, there, there were bits of that that went back to 1900s or late 1800s America and I had to sort of look up what were they wearing then and what, you know, did they have, oh, they didn't have zips, okay, how did they do up their boots and what the houses look like and what, what was this um, vegetation like around them and, yeah, so sometimes you have to do quite a lot for one chapter, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because you're like, I need this to be plausible. Yeah. 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 Do you have any uh, sort of tips for other writers who might be struggling to find time to write or just yeah, tips I think, in general? Yeah, I think just um, I guess some of the skill of doing it even though I'm busy is I had I was doing a full-time job and I had to study for my specialist exams. So and I for my haematology ones, I had just had a baby like the year before. So 
in the Saturday and Sunday, you had a two-hour nap, and that was my chance. That was it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, for these two hours, I have to sit down and study and not waste a minute and not get up and faff around making drinks and blah, blah, blah. So you can do quite a lot in a short space of time if you put your mind to it. You can be given a whole day to write, and you might not actually end up doing that much. But you might be told, you've only got two hours to do this, and then the rest of the time is going to be taken up with whatever, and you'll sit down and go, okay, I'm going to make that time work for me. So mm-hmm. it's just about compartmentalizing as well, just going, right, I've only got, I can carve out an hour somewhere. And I'm, some, for some people, it's, oh, I'm going to get up early before mm-hmm. anyone else is awake between five and six, maybe, and have that one hour before everyone gets up and wants something. Yeah. And some people are late night people, so they might do that. Or if you're, at, if you're at work, you might get a lunch hour. I don't actually really get a lunch hour, but if you did, then you might go, oh, well, maybe I'll go off and write in that lunch hour. So often there are bits of time you don't even know they're there. Like, as I said, plane trips. Well, yeah. I always take my laptop. Even if I'm flying from Auckland to Wellington, I'm like, no, oh, I should get half an hour rushing then. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not traveling with anyone else. Yeah. So it's prioritizing it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 And now you alluded to this before you're working on something at the moment. Are you allowed yeah. to tell us? Uh, all I can say is, is it's an adult novel and it's satirical. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of satirical, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite kind of humorous and poking fun. And, yeah. Great. So having lots of fun with that. And is it set in New Zealand? No, it's not. Oh, it's even more intriguing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can just say it's set on an island in the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. So much more than that might give it away, but it's, oh, it's fun. But yeah, yeah, I'm redrafting it now. And yeah, I think I can see where it's going now. But. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's taking my time. We were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording about the state of uh, the New Zealand fiction industry. Yeah. Um, There's recently been a restructure with Penguin Random House in New Zealand. Um, How do you see the industry looking at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. So Penguin's my publisher, so it was quite uh, shocked to be told that my fiction publisher was being made redundant who is probably one of the big well you know probably the biggest fiction publisher mm-hmm. in New Zealand mm-hmm. um, and has years and years of experience but it's because of economic downturn I suppose and um, so yeah it, it makes me a little bit sad I just I think there's so much good New Zealand fiction being published and you you see when you go to the book awards and things and um, the, the quality's amazing but are people just not buying as many books at the moment? I think it's partly um, there were a lot being bought during COVID because there wasn't much else to do. Um, but also people don't have as much dollars to spend at the moment because mm. of the recession and the price of books, well, they're not that cheap, you know, to pay 78 no. bucks for an adult book. If you don't have much discretionary money and your mortgage has gone up and your groceries have gone up, I can kind of see why that's mm. happening at the moment. And when you've got libraries, when you can go and... Yeah, yeah. So, and, and also, I think for teenagers, like, unfortunately, with the phones and the TikTok and all that kind of thing, mm. and binge watching Netflix, and you know, yeah. so when I was a kid, I would watch my favorite program, and it would only be on once a week. So then I had to wait a whole week. Yeah. You know, so, um, but I'm hoping that, you know, you go through phases too. And I am hoping that maybe as the economic situation gets better, that then people have a bit more money to spend and, you know, but at, at the moment, I think there's, it's quite hard for publishers to make their money. Mm. Mm, yeah. 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 Watch this space yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. Do you think there's anything that could be done to help support New Zealand authors something? Yeah. Any thoughts for what? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's quite hard to make a, a living as a mm. New Zealand author for a start. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's kind of annoying that, for instance, um, we don't get, so, so we get public lending right payments for any of our books that are held in the public library. We don't get it for e-books, which are, you know, uh, are borrowed mm. as well. We don't get it for any books held in school libraries, which is annoying. You know, so there's like, and, and I think they do get it in Australia and overseas countries. So right. A little bit behind in that yeah. kind of thing. Um, Who makes that decision? Is it? I think that's probably a government level. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps having more grants and things available for people would be quite good. I think um, if you want to hear diverse voices, then you can't really just have from the people who can have time to write because they don't have to work three jobs to make ends meet and things mm. like that. So, and there, and there are residencies, but you know, it's just mm. um, that kind of thing. Having having book awards is great. Um, I do get a little quite annoyed that the New Zealand Book Award for adults is they get so much more money than the children's. Mm. It's, it's kind of almost yeah. like saying, like, "Oh, that writing the children's book isn't hard because yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just as hard." And I can tell you because I've written adult and young adult books, and, yeah, and I true. think the people point. writing their their picture books that's not easy. Either, mm. You know, when you look at how much work goes into well, those, some of them are stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and. Um, and, you know, some of the newspapers are good at running book reviews and some just don't really feature at all, you mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. But there are, they were more in recent years with COVID. You started getting more book reviews again in the papers and things, which is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, just keeping up those. The yeah. list is good, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, final quick fire round. Yeah. Name two books you've read and loved in the past six months. Yeah, so I look back through my, um, I, I keep it, I've got this A4 book and I write down the books oh, I've read. Good. Yeah, I've just done it because my Goodreads account crashed and I was like, I don't like Goodreads anyway. Yeah. So, um, you know, and so. It's so something daughter, we can talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my daughter and I, she's nine and we both keep our books and, you know, so we've started doing it since last year and we're both up to about 50 something. Um, and so I looked through there and I was like, oh, what have I given a 10 plus? And one was uh, Shards by Brett Easton Ellis, ah, which yes. I loved. Um so, you know, he wrote American Psycho and Less Than Zero and things. And he's just so good with the unreliable narrator and you, you think you know what's happening and then you're not sure. And and this book's kind of like a, um, what do they call it, an auto-fiction, you know, like creative non-fiction in a way. So it's okay. going back to his time as a teenager. He grew up in a very privileged teenager in LA and all driving flash cars and the parents aren't really around much, you know, and there's drugs and you know, sex, and there's this serial killer on the loose, you know, but but at the same time, and he refers to this character as Brett, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you don't know how much is true and how much isn't, and how much mm-hmm. is in his imagination and how much isn't, which right. reminds me quite a lot of American Psycho. Yeah. Um, and it's just a great book. I just mm. devoured it. I really loved that. And then the other one I read recently by a New Zealand author um, is Everything is Beautiful and Everything Hurts by Josie Shapiro. So that's her um, debut novel, and she won the Ellen Nunnwoman Award. And I love that because she just, it's first person point of view, this girl, um, Mickey, it, it sort of cuts back and forth between her as a teenager and her as a, a woman who must be maybe in her early 30s, I think. Um, and she's a runner. She's mm-hmm. a really good runner. But, you know, things happen and um, and she kind of bombs out when she's meant to be this rising running star. And I like it because I like running. I don't really run now, but I could so totally relate to the runner's high and the drive and all that. But it also talked about the state of the, industry at the time where runners um or, or young sports people were often kind of abused in a way you know like right. to um lose weight because you'd be lighter for running and that would make it faster and you know mm. i don't want to get too much of the book away but <laughs> but you know like whole body image things and right um yeah so 
yeah, I just devoured that book too, and it's all it's set in New Zealand. It's set around. Yeah. Have you run the Auckland Marathon? No, I've done no. a half marathon. Yeah, yeah. So you know that, marathon. The yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, I love this book so much. Yeah. yeah. So that's two that really stand out. Yeah, really. they're good yeah. choices. Yeah. Uh, now, next question. Uh, do you have a favourite drink that you'd like to have by your side when you're writing? It's always coffee. Yeah. Coffee? coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, I always make a coffee when I start writing. Yeah. 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 And best piece of writing advice you've ever received? Probably it's that um, it's probably about 10% talent and 90% perseverance. Oh, I like you know? that. Yeah. yeah, and I really think that's true. And I guess that's adapted from a quote by, was it? I'm not sure if it was Edison or someone, and he said it's 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration, you know, something <laughs> like that. I think it's a little bit more than 1%. But yeah. but I, I also think if you try and try and try, like no one gets to be an expert at anything without putting in their 1,000 hours or their, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's, you know, you have good ideas. And I could so put down a lot of things I've written and walked away and just not finish them. But I make myself finish that because I'm just like, no, you have to finish it. You can't move on to the next thing unless I really, really get the idea that it's not working. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might put it aside and come back and read and go, that's, no, that's quite good. So touch the damn thing, yeah. you know, and yeah. finishing, yeah, that's, that can keep be quite hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get um, quite a number of customers come in. Yeah. And they say, oh, I started writing a book. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the, the easy part. part. Exactly. <laughs> it's finishing it. It's really, really hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And but my writing tutor said to me, just write a chapter, another chapter, and another chapter, and just chapter after chapter after chapter, and before long you'll have a book, mm. or eventually you'll have a book. Yeah. And if you if you break it up that way, it doesn't seem so daunting, mm. writing a whole book. Yeah. How about just writing True. a chapter? How about just writing it two pages? Mm. You know, 500 words exactly. Yeah, yeah that's all you I do there. sometimes. Yeah, 500 words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a final question Is there one thing that you're wanting to share with us uh, that our listeners probably don't know about you? Uh, I think I kind of mentioned it before, but I've been doing Taekwondo lately, mm. so I'm now a green belt with a blue tip. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm okay. sure it's very close. Like, you know, <laughs> well, probably, so I need to get my blue belt and my red belt and then my black belt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But, but I've only been doing it since the start of last year and I do need to get a lot more flexible. So, but yeah, I go to the ladies' class on Tuesday and then the other class on Thursday night, which is a mix of adults and teenagers. Oh, wow. And I love it so much because it's really mm. good for the mind and the body. Right. You're concentrating so hard on trying to get your moves right and you the right form and all that kind of thing. Um, but it also keeps really fit. Right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really, really that appreciate right. you Thanks coming to have a chat with us. And uh, we look forward to your satirical novel coming out yeah, one day. someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.